Hello, this is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and I welcome you to this inner room. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the Inner Room Emotions in the Bible, and we would love to hear your questions, your ideas, or your comments. Thank you for joining us today. Friend, the Lord takes delight in you. Can you receive that? The Lord delights in you. Ah, take a deep breath and know that the Lord God Almighty, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, your Heavenly Father, the Creator of the Universe, delights in you, pines for you, seeks spending time with you, is looking for ways to be included in your life. And yet, with utmost respect, he will not push himself into our lives. He will wait for us to accept his invitation. We hear that delightful message in Jesus' call of the 12 apostles. We have that story in Luke chapter 6. As you know, we're walking through the different books of the New Testament and Jesus today departs to the mountain to pray, spends the night in prayer to God, and after having spent the night in prayer, when the day comes, he calls the disciples to himself. What intimacy, my friends. Jesus spends time with his heavenly Father in the mountain, showing us how to accept that invitation. We know that God delights in his son because the skies open after his baptism to say, this is my beloved son in whom I delight. And he feels the same way. Our heavenly father feels the same way about you and me. We are his creation. I know how hard it is for me many times to receive that love and that delight. It can be a little easier for me to give love to others than it is to receive it. Your Heavenly Father wants to love you lavishly. And for that, we have to spend time with Him. Imitate Jesus. Find the mountain that we climb. Jesus is going to pick His 12 disciples and before an important decision, the Lord fasts and prays and invites us to do the same, to make sure that we align our heart with our Heavenly Father's heart. And Jesus, fully human and fully divine, shows us the way to the Father. He picks the 12, disciples, the 12 apostles and Luke tells us, call them to himself, an act of intimacy. And from all the disciples, he chooses 12. He names them apostles because he's going to use them as the messengers for that kingdom of God. And he knows they have three years with him. And he's going to plant the seeds that he knows through thick and thin, through rejection and betrayal, are going to be the 12 columns on which the kingdom of heaven, the church, the covenant of God 
built upon the 12 tribes of Israel is going to to flourish throughout all the earth. And we hear that a great crowd of, of his disciples and a large number of people from all over the region, Judea, Jerusalem, Tyre, Sidon, had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And Jesus has spent the night in prayer and comes down with his mission. And the world meets him with its needs and desires. Does that happen to you? You go on a retreat or you have a day off and make some resolutions and come back into your office, into your school, the classroom saying, I'm going to do this. And then the teacher gives you many more assignments. Your boss gives you other direction. There's some world event that shifts what's happening. And you come down with one thing and the world meets you with another. Pay attention that everyone in the crowd sought to touch him. Because power came forth from him and healed them all. He is ready to touch you. He wants you to touch him. He's inviting us to know that we are his chosen people. And that as Psalm 149 tells us today, the Lord takes delight in you. That because of that, with a psalm, we sing to the Lord a new song of praise in the assembly of the faithful. Because of that, we praise his name in festive dance and praise with timbrel and harp. For the Lord loves you and he adorns the lowly with victory. He's looking for those that are going to have a humble heart. Let the faithful exult in glory. Let them sing for joy upon their couches. Let the praises of God be in their throats. Because the Lord takes the light in us, my friend. In the Old Testament, um, this season we are, instead of the Old Testament, we're walk walking through the first letter to the Corinthians. Where we find... A, um, where we find uh, Paul saying, uh, how can any one of you have a case against each other? And this is particularly useful. And what does that letter tell us today? Well, it talks about not being against each other to the point that we have to take each other to court particularly if we are brothers and sisters in Christ. But it lists a long list of things that prevent us from entering the kingdom of heaven. And I'm not sure if you do this, but when I see something I don't like or I don't want it to apply to me, sometimes I skip right over it if I feel uncomfortable. So the list says, do not be deceived, neither fornicators, idolaters, adulterers, boy prostitutes, sodomites, 
thieves, greedy, drunkards, slanderers, robbers. Ten things. And they don't all seem equal to each other. In our mind, we could judge, well, maybe drunkard or it's not the same as a fornicator or something like that, right? We might have our own judgment of that, or maybe someone says the opposite. Well, fornicator is not as bad as drunkard, right? All of us, based on our experience and based on our own decisions or even what we've heard others teach us, may have a different sense for what that list is. But if we pay attention to it, attachment to things of our body, attachment to things of our speech, attachment to material goods, and the desire to acquire this or the desire to have them in a way that doesn't align with the precepts of the Lord is going to cause spiritual destruction but what does Paul tell us? You've had yourselves washed, sanctified, justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and in the Spirit of our God. Friends, the Lord delights in us. Even if we've done those 10 things and we've said we are sorry, confessed our sins, and the Lord has then made us new creations even if we said we are sorry and we've still faltered because we are weak we confess our sins again and are washed clean again because we have been washed clean once and for all in the blood of the lamb who has saved us and now we just have to keep accepting that salvation, receiving that salvation, receiving the sense that we are delightful in the eyes of our Heavenly Father, no matter what we have done, if we have confessed that we are sorry. So friends, let us go to the Heavenly Throne boldly as we are invited to do this. Heavenly Father, we come to your throne of grace with praises and thanksgiving. Thank you that you delight in us. Who are we? Who are we? We are so lowly. And you delight in us. You pay attention to us. You seek us. You want to romance us. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your son. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you that we've done terrible things, that we haven't behaved as your children, and that you love us, that you forgive us, that you've extended your mercy to us. Help us to extend that mercy to others, even those who bring us to trial, or if we are bringing someone else to trial. Help us, Father, to Settle out of court, as your word tells us. To also uphold the covenants, Father. Like the covenant of marriage that you've invited us 
to keep until death do us part. Father, help us to pray at the top of the mountain like Jesus when it's hard, when we have to make a difficult decision to listen to you, Father, because the unity of the brethren is pleasant to you, Father. And you call us to yourself. You call us by name like Jesus called the apostles. We thank you for that, Father. We ask that you bless us today, that you cover us with the precious blood of Jesus so that no weapon formed against us can prosper. And we ask that our day... Welcome to The Inner Room, a space where we ponder the inner movements of our heart to find God by finding examples and instructions in daily scripture readings. The emotions in our hearts can help us or hinder us in our spiritual journey. Open your heart, explore your emotions, and align thoughts and emotions with God's plans for you. When we learn to feel and align our emotions, we advance in our prayer life by loving more deeply, remaining in peace more often, and finding courage for the journey of life. My name is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and a big shout out to my son Marco Niño, producer of this podcast. Sit back or walk with us. You are most welcome here.